1: And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is November 17th, 2017. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming at you on a Friday. A happy Friday to everyone who doesn't have to work this weekend. I do because the Magic play this weekend and also because I don't have weekends. But that's neither here nor there we're here to talk all about the Orlando Magic. The Magic came home from their West Coast trip. They spent the night out in Portland, flew home on Thursday. They'll be back at practice Friday, uh, prepping for their game Saturday against Utah Jazz. We'll have a complete preview of that game coming up in just a bit. But I wanted to spend this episode kind of recapping what we learned during the Magic's 1-3 and West Coast road trip, a road trip that was disappointing in many ways, was revealing in a lot of ways. And hopeful in some ways. So I want to draw all of that out before we dive into the weekend game against Utah Jazz as well as uh, what comes next for the Orlando Magic. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone, if you have not already, do subscribe to the Locked On Podcast Network. It is a fantastic resource for you and for everyone to get to know the best of the NBA. Every NBA team in the league is covered by a Locked On Podcast Network. You like the detail, the day-to-day nitty-gritty stuff that we cover here on Locked On Magic? There is a Locked On podcast just like this one for every NBA team. Be sure to check it out. You can find them on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and insert the team you're looking for. There's also the Locked On NFL podcast network as well. If you're looking to get ready for NFL action this Sunday, you can check out podcasts like the Locked On Jaguars podcast to cover all the almost every team in the NFL is covered there. So be sure to check that out too. Got to give them the the pub that they deserve as well. So the Magic now are coming home from their West Coast road trip. They took a four-game trip out west, about a week on the road. Um, their first game was last Friday in Phoenix, and it it, it does it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it does seem like a lot has happened. The Orlando Magic. Let's make no bones about it. They wanted to go 2 and 2. At the very least, they wanted to at least be 500. They uh you know, have set themselves a goal to have a winning record on the road. They they left one game above 500 on the road and now they're one game below 500 on the road. The Magic left is one of the surprise teams in the league and now it feels like they've come back down to earth at 8 and 7 they're tied for the last spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs. You didn't think it would be that easy, did you? And, you know, as I pointed out, probably too bluntly and and probably too much for, for how well this team is actually playing and maybe painting a darker picture than is reality, the Magic's flaws got exposed on this road trip. I always like to say, the first West Coast road trip is revealing. It always tells you a lot about the team and how they stick together, how they band together, and how they will play. It's not always instructive, though, in the win loss column. I point back to last year when I said the very same thing. And I probably, I think even the year before that was the same thing. But last year, because I looked it up, the Magic went 4 and 1 on their first long road trip of the year that included a win at San Antonio. And that included the now fateful win at Washington when the team really began to fall apart. At least their defense began to fall apart. But coming off of that road trip at 4 and 1, it looked like the Magic were going to be able to hold the ship steady. Their defense was legitimate. And that they would be able to, to, to kind of keep things going in the right direction. It, it felt like that Washington win, and the way the defense played that night, was a fluke. It turned out that that was not the fluke, and the bottom was about to drop off. So, it's not necessarily about wins and losses. But about how the team plays together, and how the team overcomes the flaws that are exposed. And like I said, throughout this week and throughout the road trip, because the Magic have lost three games in a row now, and they've lost five of their last seven, I have certainly painted a negative picture. I will fully admit that, that I have put a lot of focus on the negative. I've had a lot of, I've had at least one person tell me, you know, why are you so negative about the team? And it's not that I'm negative. I, like, I, like I've said, I've raised my expectation level for this team. I expect them to be better than I initially thought they would be. And so now you come under a different level of scrutiny. And as I hope I've said throughout this week, is that at eight and seven, the Magic are doing more good things than bad things. So the bad things we're talking about are tweaks and adjustments that need to be made in order to keep the good things going. Because the good things do outweigh the bad things, for the most part. But on this road trip, we saw the Magic's flaws exposed. On this road trip, the Magic became the team everyone feared they might be. A team that struggled to kind of generate consistent offense, especially in the half court against a set defense. A team whose attention span lingers defensively. A team that's energized by its shot making and not by its defense. That's not the formula for magic success. When the Magic have won this year, they've moved the ball. They've kept the ball moving. They've pushed the pace. They got stops to get fast break points. They didn't get frustrated over missed shots. They kept playing, and they kept playing together. When they've lost this year, we've watched their defense collapse in frustration. We've watched the team struggle kind of in the same ways that they struggled last year with the pick and roll. Uh, with rebounding the basketball, with getting quality shots, for settling for bad shots, for trying to do things too much on their own. You can listen to a lot of the episodes this past week and you'll hit on a lot of these themes. This is a flaw to Magic team. Yes, it was nice to be first place in the Eastern Conference as late as the Magic were first place in the Eastern Conference, but... No one was under any impression that this was a championship team. Even the coaching staff, even Coach Frank Vogel said, we got a long way to go. I remember asking him last week before the team left about the team's defense and they were ranked fifth in the league in defensive rating at the time. And he said, you know, we're not playing like a fifth ranked defense. And I agreed with him. I absolutely agreed with him at the time. And I still agree with him. And I think We're beginning to see the stats normalize. If anything, this road trip was the magic coming back down to earth. That long-awaited, not eagerly-awaited, but long-awaited fall to the mean. And so where is that mean? Well, Orlando at 8-7 and has a 106.1 offensive rating. 12th in the league. The Magic have a 103.6 defensive rating, 15th in the league. Their net rating of plus 2.4 points per 100 possessions actually puts them 10th in the league. So if anything right now, the Magic's record is probably a little bit worse than their statistics would suggest. And that's an encouraging sign. But overall, the Magic are... A 500 team. Doing more good than that, but essentially a 500 team. That's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. And right now they're going through their first bit of adversity, of, of game adversity. This season. And how they respond is going to make the rest of the year. This road trip, again, revealed their flaws. It's what they do next that matters most.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think to, to start turning
1: things back to a positive light, because the statistics suggest at least we're, we're, I don't know if we're at a significant point statistically yet, but the statistics suggest that the magic are a very good basketball team this year. You know, maybe that's still coming back down to its mean because the Magic were so good at the beginning of the year. But, generally, I trust this team's offense. Generally, I think that they will make the right plays and be able to score with just about anyone. And generally, when that happens, the Magic play pretty solid defense. So, I'm not... Worried and I'm not panicked over a three-game losing streak, and I don't think anyone should be. Because while the Magic have lost these games, one to the juggernaut that is the Golden State Warriors, outside of the loss to Denver, the way they lost those games was maybe not encouraging, maybe encouraging isn't the right word, but was but gave some hope gave you some hope about where this team could go next and how this team can bounce back. On several occasions this year, Magic players and and to some extent the Vogel have said that they're, they've won games this year that they would have lost last year. And honestly, I agree with that assessment completely. And so I'll take it the next step. When I watched Wednesday's game against the Blazers, Orlando got off to a hot start. They were up by 14, and then the bottom dropped out. 17-0 run, 0 for 7 to finish the last five and a half minutes of the half with the starters in, seven turnovers. The Magic are trailing at halftime. And in fact, the Magic not only trail at halftime, they come out flat, oddly for them, because this is a good third quarter team, but they come out flat and fall down by 11. Last, last year's team, that game's over. This year's team, this year's team took a one-point lead in the fourth quarter. This year's team fought back to get into the game. Made it a close game at the end. And yes, then their flaws came out again and Portland executed better and won the game. And the Magic haven't played very many close games this year. They, there's a little bit of panic in close games for this Magic team. And maybe that's something to keep an eye on for later. But overall, the Magic showed a new resolve. And on the road, that's what you want to show more than anything. When the going gets tough, when the momentum goes against you, are you going to have the will to fight back and stay in it? And the Magic at least did part of that. They didn't get all the way there. They didn't win the games. But they at least did part of that. And they've shown that throughout the season. You look at the opening night win against Miami. They gave up a 17-point lead, had to scratch and claw for that game. You look at the win at Memphis. The Magic struggled mightily in that game to score. And their defense came through for them in the end, and they got the shot. How No matter how ugly that finish was, the Magic made the stops and made the plays to win the game. You look at the game against Phoenix, the lone win on this road trip. Orlando's defense was terrible in the first half. They were able to do whatever they wanted offensively against Phoenix, but defensively they were not playing very well. But they buckled down in the second half and turned that into a ho-hum win. A win that barely even registers now, how how different that win was for this team. You look at Golden State, when it looked like the Warriors were going to blow them out, and that's the Warriors. Orlando fought back and made it a little bit interesting, at least only losing by 10. And despite all the negatives from that Portland game, despite all the frustration from that Portland game, against a very good defense, against a team that slowed the pace down and made Orlando really fight and claw, the Magic still had their chances to win that game. That's at least a start. It may not be where the Magic want to be, may not be where you think the Magic should be with how they played earlier in the season. But this is still a young team learning how to win. You see the bad habits from years past creep in. And that's going to be a fight for this team all year long. To create new habits. To create winning habits. Especially when the going gets tough. This road trip was not conclusive. Maybe it was silly to think it would be. But we did learn a lot about this magic team on the West Coast road trip. More than anything, we learned their flaws. We learned what happens when the system doesn't work perfectly. We learned what happens when the team doesn't make things easy or have things come easily for them. And that is valuable. I don't think there's another way to say that. That is valuable to know, because to, you have to know your problems before you can address and fix them. And that's what going on the road does. It reveals those fault lines. It reveals so much about the character of your team, being away from home, having to go up against the crowd having to do makeshift practices, having to do shoot-arounds in ballrooms even, or walkthroughs in ballrooms at hotels. It still feels like the team's chemistry is very strong. It feels like the team is still fighting for each other in a lot of ways, although there were moments of selfishness in, in the game against Portland. And those are good signs for this team moving forward. Frank Vogel said after the game against the Blazers on Wednesday, he is confident that this team is resilient enough to bounce back and figure things out. And with the way they've played this year, I would share that confidence. The problems that cost them games have been the outliers. They haven't been the... They haven't been the... the The constant patterns. Yes, there are constant patterns that have happened. The rebounding especially. The inconsistent defense. Especially when shots aren't falling. Those are things the Magic will need to address and fix. But overall, I think the Magic are a good team. Certainly better than they were last year. And I think given some time, given a chance to take a deep breath, and given some confidence again, They can right the ship. The unfortunate part for the Magic is they've got to hold the boat steady just a little bit longer for another week. Orlando is in what Frank Vogel called before they left the most difficult stretch in the schedule. Eight of ten games on the road. They're back home Saturday against Utah. They play Monday against Indiana. And then they're back on the road for a four-game road trip. A non-easy one. Boston, Minnesota, Boston, Philadelphia, Indiana on that road trip, if I'm not mistaken. At this point, it's just find a way to survive. And then when you're home, when you get a chance to take a deep breath, Oklahoma City and Golden State wait for them when they get home, but we'll, we'll leave that to the side. This is the part where you have to really trust your teammates. This is the point where where you really have to believe in each other and believe in what the coach is preaching and what the coach is teaching. And the Magic have done that for the most part. They've had some slippage in that area. But not enough to make you not believe in this team anymore. At least not for me. I still like this team's chances. But now they have to figure it out. Now they have to begin to learn the lessons that they that they learned or that they were taught on this road trip and become the team that they will be the rest of the season.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I
1: said, uh, after Wednesday's game on Twitter, there is no such thing as a must-win game in November. This is game 16 of the year coming up Saturday. But, but... This is a game the Magic have to feel like they have every advantage in their favor, and and no pun intended there. Uh, and this is a game that the Magic have to feel like they need to get because Utah will have every excuse in the world to turn in. The Utah Jazz are an interesting team. They uh you know still play at one of the slowest paces in the league. Uh, in fact, are actually twenty sixth in the league, which is unusual for them. They're usually. Usually at the bottom there, but Utah is a team that is really, really, really struggling this season. They'll be without Rudy Gobert. That's number one. They'll be without their best player. He's out with an injury. They'll be coming off of a back to back from Brooklyn. The Nets the the Jazz play the Nets in Brooklyn on Friday night. And then we'll travel to Orlando. That is a long, difficult trip. And on top of all that, the Jazz have yet to win on the road. Looking at the Jazz's statistical profile, it looks like a typical Jazz team. 26th in the league, or not, 26th uh, in the league in offensive rating at 99.6 is a little bit worse than they usually are. So this is a team that struggles to score. But the Jazz are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Seventh in the league in defensive rating at 102.1. When you look at the teams that have beaten the Magic, Celtics, Blazers, Warriors are top five defenses in the league right now. So the Magic have struggled against good defenses. In fact, the Hornets are 14. uh, That's probably not. That's probably getting there. In fact, the Magic have played, uh, uh, it looks like, five top ten defenses. They struggled against Memphis. They blew out San Antonio, who's sixth. Memphis is ninth. uh, And then lost to the Warriors at fifth, the Blazers at third, and the Celtics at number one. So the Magic have struggled against good defensive teams. The Jazz are still a very good defensive team, but losing Rudy Gobert certainly hurts their defense overall. The Magic are not going to be going up against a fully operational Utah Jazz team. That doesn't mean they shouldn't overlook them. Utah is still very dangerous. Utah still has some, play, some playmakers. Ricky Rubio is a fantastic point guard, especially in the half court. And so Orlando is going to have to get stops against a bad offensive team, granted, but they're going to have to get stops and find a way to get out in transition, pick up the pace and make Utah uncomfortable by playing a little bit faster than they want to play. That's again, as I noted after the loss to Denver, and I've noted this many, 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 many times, Orlando is a rhythm team and what i mean by that is when when they get things going when they're playing at the pace they need to play at when they're in rhythm very few teams are going to be able to stop them and slow them down they're they're like a snow they're like a, a snowball coming down a hill they just kind of keep coming at you when they're really working well but when you knock them off of rhythm that's when you begin to see a lot of the the trouble that has played this team on the road trip even in the half-court. I mean, the Magic can run good half-court sets when they're in, and, and be in rhythm, but what teams like Golden State did was they switched a lot and forced the Magic kind of out of their rhythm, forced them to pause, take a beat, to analyze the defense, rather than just reacting and going. Those are the kind of slip-ups the Magic cannot afford, and those are the kind of slip-ups that Utah has historically been very good at creating. And so Orlando has to find its pace. That's something I will stress for all season. Because right now Orlando's pace has been all over all over the place. They really struggled against Denver. They really struggled against Golden State and they really struggled against Portland. The first first quarter against the Blazers was the first time since the Phoenix game that we really saw the Magic play at the pace they need to play at. And again, it's not something you can quantify. It's not paces a number of possessions per game. It's 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 just You can tell when the Magic are kind of in that rhythm, when they're playing with that energy. Just everything moves quicker. Utah, I mean, again, like I'm a big Quinn Snyder fan. Quinn Snyder describes pace as the pace at which you move within your own offense. And so you want an energetic, lively pace within your offense. And Orlando struggled when teams play physical with them and knock them off of that pace in one way or another. And that's what Utah can do. That's the danger of Utah. But if Orlando can get itself moving, if Orlando can play at that pace, there are a lot of elements in play in this game that could lead to a big Magic victory. And at this point, I think the Magic just need a little bit of confidence. They need to get that feeling back. They kind of need to get those reps in. And they need to see some shots go in, and they need to just get a win. Just feel good about a win again. Because while they've had moments and played okay in the last two games, certainly they weren't happy with the result. And and, 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 and one thing I think you can say about this Magic team is they respond to losses decently well. They've had they've lost five of their last seven, so maybe that's not as true anymore. But you look at the way the Magic played coming off the Denver game. The Denver game was a disappointing effort. The Magic just didn't have it that night. They come out and play a lights-out First half against Golden State. They lose that game. Magic say after the game, we're disappointed. We didn't execute our defensive game plan. We were at fault for this. You know, we should, we should have done, we should have accorded ourselves better. And so they come out in the first quarter against Portland and blow the doors open. This magic team, again, this magic team has shown tremendous resilience that they didn't have last year. And so I expect the magic to come out fired up. Especially being back home, I expect them to come back fired up against this Jazz team. And again, knowing where Utah's coming from, and 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 the conditions against you against Utah, if the Magic can put an early storm on them, that could very well be the game early on. Not that Utah's not going to fight back; Utah's going to fight back. They're they're a good team, but Utah just does not have the offensive firepower to keep up with the Magic if the Magic are operating on all cylinders. This game is not... I, I'm not belittling Utah's offense here. But this game is very much about the Magic against the magic offense against the Jazz defense. And the Jazz defense is very, very good and will give the Magic offense trouble. But this is the kind of game that you want the Magic to have. Like, again, I think Utah and Indiana are good opponents for the Magic to face at this juncture with the way that they're playing right now. Because I think that that's the kind of game that the magic can kind of get their feet back under them and, and, and get themselves back in the right frame of mind. Tip off Saturday is at seven o'clock at the Amway Center. You can check that game out on Fox Sports Florida. Uh should be should be an interesting one. You, I, I like Utah. I think they're a fun team to watch up. Uh, just very, very old school team. Um but definitely like the Magic, a flawed roster that um is is kind of discovering those flaws right now as they try to try to get themselves um back to five hundred and, and keep themselves in that crowded uh Western Conference playoff race. That's going to do it for me today Today on Locked On Magic. I want to thank everyone again for listening. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device if you have not done so already. You can, of course, check us out on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. That's Philip RR underscore OMD. And For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com as well as follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'm about to finish up my mailbag. I'm hoping to get that posted over the weekend before the Magic head back out on the road or at least for Thanksgiving. Uh, So last chance to submit questions to the Orlando Magic Daily mailbag. You can submit those questions to me on Twitter at omagicdaily or send them to me by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with the show if you have anything you need from the Locked On Magic podcast, omagicdaily at gmail.com. I'm hoping to answer a few of the questions, those questions on my weekly Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. That'll be Sunday at noon, so be sure to check that out and, uh, and hear what other Magic fans are asking and, and get some answers yourself. You can interact with me directly on that show as well. But that's going to do it for me for this week. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Have a great weekend, everyone. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I will see you all again Sunday or Monday for another episode of Locked on Magic.
0: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.